Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, we were joined by the world 1,500-metre champion today. Fresh from the Sports Personality of the Year Awards. He went last night, despite mm. everything, as he'll explain. And, yeah, very interesting. So uh, we'll hear from Josh. Lovely voice. Mm, uh, Ian voice. Morris, co-writer of the new football film Next Goal Wins, directed and co-written with uh, Taika Waititi, uh, joined us for a chat. Talks a bit of football and more. Yeah. And you got upset with somebody who wrote to a newspaper, but it's not like you. And <laughs> we had a chat. Here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. And I've been listening to talks more. I do did love the Forest fan who ran breakfast this morning, yeah. rather than said that he couldn't uh, he couldn't stand Steve Cooper's negative football. I think, blimey, wait till you see Nuno. Nuno. Well, I mean, they they played some all right stuff at uh, Wolves, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it, it was wasn't... pretty Portuguese, wasn't it? It was all on the counter and yeah, know, built on strong defending. And all yeah, that. I, I, I felt sorry for Steve Cooper. Forty three players they yeah. brought in, and I think he did a great job. And I'm sure he'll find another job pretty quickly. Yeah, no, I don't doubt that for a minute. Um, I tell you, uh, there's a, a Dave Horseman who's just uh, mm. made way for Troy Deeney, who was coaching at um, Forest Green. I saw an interview with him a little while after a game and he was very impressed with Troy and he said, I think he'll be in management soon. Although probably not as soon as he thought. <laughs> Myself and the producer were just chatting. I mean, Dave Horseman, I'd like to think he's got three brothers. <laughs> and uh, it was a bit tough because they, they called me, uh, they, you know, they called me Conquest when I was a kid. A kid, uh, you know, Steve, brother Steve, he was death. We had Fred who was famine. We had George who was war. It was always very difficult for us. None of us wanted to go horse riding, understandably, yeah. Absolutely. No idea with that. Talking of horses, I'm very excited about the news that a lap dancing club opposite a church can open at every Cheltenham race meeting yeah uh, despite widespread opposition the sun tells us does that mean we can stay at John Joe O'Neill's bordello yeah <laughs> that's quite a yes. idea that's right they, well when you're when you're walking back into town after racing at Cheltenham you do get handed some fairly sketchy leaflets mm. it's not a two for one pass to the Cheltenham Pottery Museum is it that, no. that they're handing out you know they know their target audience at seven o'clock in the evening in the middle of Cheltenham certainly on the night before the mm. gold cup um anyway where were we yes um i i asked you for yeah so uh tasha jonas joins us a little bit uh, later on mm. yeah she had a, a bit of an eggy experience last night at sports personality mm. of the year she found herself sat next to a rival 
um, mm. which isn't ideal. There, there wasn't a lot of eye contact going on, and there's been a bit of post-spotty uh, trash talk oh, as dear. well because, yeah, there's been some sort of stuff doing the rounds after they sat together and didn't really uh, have anything to do with each other. So we'll be uh, talking to Natasha about that a little bit later on and what the... Ex- I'm sure, you know, look, it's, it's no big deal, but still, somebody could have maybe sat them a few seats apart. Mm. So we're after a few seating plan tales. Um, if you, I mean, I imagine ex-partners may well pop up I, in some one. of these. I've have got, you got one of those? I've got a seating plan tale. Beautiful, Andy. It involves... and this, anyway, Andy Jacobs, uh, Andy from Chiswick in London joins us now. Chelsea fan, good afternoon. How are you feeling about Chelsea Hello, season? Boy. Hello, Hello, mate. Love the show. Thanks very much, Andy. How, how are you feeling about uh, Chelsea's season at the moment? Oh, it's going tremendously well. Yeah, good win. Good win last night, wasn't yeah. it? How do you feel about that? Oh, tremendous. Yeah, good. Okay. Well, no, what's I'm glad your they point got through? But uh, yeah. my point is that I was uh, I was attending a function. I can't. I think you might have been there. I can't remember actually. But oh yes, I was sitting next to Chris. You. Oh, that's the good one. Yeah, I, I was there. Yes, indeed, I was. And there. it was basically the seating plan when um, my wife, me. Chris Eubanks' wife yeah. and him. Yeah. Like a normal boy, girl, boy, girl type of thing. Man, yeah, yeah, woman, yeah. man, woman yeah. sort of thing. You know, I don't think it. Sue was there. I was with you. No, no, that. she was. She yeah. was there? Yeah, she, she was there. Okay, yeah, it was, it was a part, it was a women, you know, it was okay. women. <laughs> I, I don't think it was. <laughs> Wasn't it? Oh, I don't well, maybe know, they invited your missus and not mine. She wasn't there, Andy. That's not Trust the main me. point she of the story. She wasn't there. Keep going. Anyway, so I go towards the table and I see Chris. Yeah. And he's switching around the name cards. Yeah. And he said to me, I, the, I, won't you said, I, won't you, the, I won't do the accent. You said to, me, to him, Chris, why no, have no. you done that? He said, I don't want you sitting next to my wife. He said, I don't want you to be tempted. And yeah, so, keep temptation out of your way. I was thinking, yeah, I'm really going to try and get off with your wife in front of you, Chris Eubank, yeah. the middleweight champion of the world. Although <laughs> you actually saved me from something pretty eggy, because if mm. you'd not done that, if that had not been moved, I would have been sitting next to Sol Campbell. And, that, <laughs> and after a couple of beers, that wouldn't have been ideal yeah, no, either. That wouldn't be good. So, uh, eggy seating plan stories. Tell us. It was uh, Terry Harper and Natasha Jonas last night. Not a lot of eye contact going on and a bit of trash talk uh, post the event. So, um, do let us know uh, this afternoon if you found yourself in a situation like that or indeed out of a bit of devilment you mm. were in charge of the seating plan. Imagine weddings with like former partners that have remarried, etc. That must be oh, a yeah, bit of an be, issue. Be a bit tricky. I've got a little clip to play you, actually. Have you really? Yeah. yeah. Go on, then. Do you remember this clip from Alan that we had the other day? Here mm. it is. Manchester City youngster Mika Hamilton and Oscar Bob both scored to help. Oscar Bob, that's a fair old name, isn't it? Oscar Bob, that's like an Alsatian's name, isn't it? Here, boy. Here, boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan rang me, actually. He's, he's, he's become quite concerned about Oscar. Listen. What about Bob's health now? Oh, he's fine. He's all right. He's got a bit, a bit of a lame paw. But he, we just rested him for a couple of days. I couldn't resist it. And he's fine. <laughs> That's Very good. good. Yes. Uh, the other thing I want to hear from you on is tales of snobbery undermined. Now, you're probably aware if you listen to this show any length of time. You know Andy is something of a food snob. I am. Um, and, you know, we have... We, People, most people buy a bar of chocolate for about 75p. Um, Andy will spend anything from between five and ten quid on a bar of chocolate because he is a chocolate slash food snob. I have a bit. So it I'm, is nice. But so I've been quite mad. shocked and stunned. So see, once again, um, Joe, who works with us here, very kindly brings a load of cakes, puts them in the uh, kitchen for uh, the mm. staff, a bit of sustenance during the day. And uh, I think she goes off to Costco to get them because. <clears throat> We're buying in bulk, obviously. Well, yeah, she's thinking about the business, driving the business <clears throat> forward. Yeah. 
So among them are some um, <laughs> pretty large discus-sized um, mince pies. And Andy last week said, oh, blimey, I'm hungry. I said, but there are some mince pies in the kitchen, but you won't eat them because you're such a food snob. I said, they're a Kirkland mince pie. Not mm. that there's anything wrong with that. They do a fine array of goods, but Andy, being the snob he is, I thought he's not going to touch that with a barge pole. Cut to Andy coming in with the discus-sized mince pie um, and getting right stuck into it, saying to me in the break, "Oh, these are lovely. They're a mixture between a sponge and a mint." And you like, and so, there was some more in there today. I never seen you move so quick. It's fantastic. Well, you know, Straight in good there, is good is good, isn't it? Straight in there, you were. I think Joe's just coming to tell us they're not from Costco. Is this right? She could she could come in and tell them to us. She can come and tell us. So anyway, the mince pies, Charlie. You've become obsessed with them, haven't you? Charlie. You love them. <laughs> Did Charlie. I call you Charlie? You oh, sorry. It's the sort of thing he'd do. It is confusing for me. It is you. confusing for me. So, uh, Brian. Just the 24 years. Uh, Andy, you, you do love them now, don't you? I do. I'm a big fan of the sponge stroke mince pie. Yeah. Um, I've I'm, never had anything like it. It's really quite nice. So, have you ever have you ever seen snobbery undermine? Maybe there's somebody mm. who takes the somebody who's all designer gear and then takes the mickey out of your uh, eye street wear and then you find them in there. Kirkland underpants. Um, I don't know wh- why that would happen. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. pies and underpants. Yeah, they, they do the lot. <laughs> Under the Kirkland com- brand. It's a good combination. You can buy anything from a, a tent, a gazebo, to a mince pie, clearly. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Okay, the first one, the first best. This is that we should point out people haven't heard this before. You heard the mastermind music. Mm. Clive Myrie, Man City fan, host of Mastermind. Mm. has a very distinctive style. Andy feels that sometimes he just over-explains what the specialist subjects are. That's right, yeah. Not always, I'd no, say, well, but sometimes you need it. For comic effect. Other really, times you yeah. don't, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so the first one was Grinling Gibbons. Oh, Grinling Gibbons, Grin- yeah. The celebrated woodcarver and sculptor, often described as the Michelangelo of woodcarving. Yeah. Often. I've never heard anyone say it. So, sorry, Clive. <laughs> I think you'd need to know Grinling Gibbons was. <laughs> yeah. He sounds like a fast bowler, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, Meatloaf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Not the popular... The late rock singer oh. and actor born Marvin Lee a day. Not the oven-baked beef mince rectangle. <laughs> the same name. Yes. Any more? One more, final one. The life and poetry of Gerald... No, not Gerald. Who's Gerald? Gerard. Gerard Manley Hopkins. Gerard oh, Manley not Hopkins. Gerald Manley Hopkins. Yeah. I can't Ger- yeah, That was the tribute act, <laughs> the Gerard Manley Hopkins. It was an odd thing to go out as. Britain's foremost Gerard Manley Hopkins. Yes, yes, Gerald, yeah. Yes, the Victorian poet and priest known for his innovative style and his vivid evocations of the beauty of nature. You've not, not found a plumber called Gerald Manley Hopkins. Well, I found Gerald Hopkins, plumber at Ontario Power. Is he Manley? Might be, he might be. Yeah, okay. And Gerald Manley's head of Coco at OFI. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you very What's much. What's OFI? No idea. Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I didn't want to go into it too too much. See too the latest far. craziness in the world mm. of Turkey. I mean, if if ever you thought what went on with a referee, uh, oh, I thought being you meant a, Turkey, like oh, coming no. out with Christmas. Not I, I, no. world of <laughs> it's not all about your stomach, Andy. Working your way through your mince pies. <laughs> But do you see what happened in Turkish football yesterday? No, I didn't. They started playing again, I think, yesterday. The game's game's returned after the attack on the referee. So you think everybody would take a deep breath and start to question where they're at as a country Mm. in terms of football. Uh, And I'm sure many uh, clubs have, but not all of them. 
because uh, in a game yesterday, uh, the club president of one of the clubs took his team off the field when he felt like they'd been sawn off with a penalty decision. Took them all off of the pitch and uh, said, right, we won't continue. His own players Mm. were pleading with him not to do it. You know, you just think, just, I know, like, got completely carried away in the moment, but not taking in, you know, the damage it's done to football in Turkey, what happened last week. You think, oh, no, I'll just get all the players off the pitch. Not a problem. Stupid. What are you going to do? We both felt this, that Arsene Wenger, honestly. Oh, yeah. He claimed the expanded FIFA World Cup will will make global football better. Yeah. You think... Oh, come on, what a hypocrite. If you were in charge of Arsenal, so you'd be going oh. mad saying, we can't have our players, they're playing too many games, we can't have them playing in the summer, it's too many. Honestly. He's very, look, he's very aware of the fact that, that, you know, from a credibility point of view, we all know what he was like as a... He was, look, he was a brilliant manager brilliant coach, and an innovator it? as a coach, but he would have railed against the idea Absolutely. of this massive Club World Cup. He would have thought... It's a really bad idea. And he's mere culprit, his player welfare is in a much better place than it was well, it in the days when I was We've coaching. never seen so many injuries ever. He says, I believe the two main forces in the game are the nations and the clubs. There's logic behind the thinking from clubs and FIFA to organise a Club World Cup similar in format to the nation. Can you imagine him... <laughs> just on the, we want a piece of that pie. Can you imagine? <laughs> just admit it. Arsenal were playing whoever Honestly. it was at the weekend and they were yeah. saying, Arsenal, what do you make of this expanded Club World Cup? Yeah. He would have given it to you both barrels, he wouldn't would, he? Absolutely. He would have talked about the, the, the workload on footballers <laughs> and he's arguing that that's changed. But has it changed that much? He <laughs> says the positive impact uh, this will have on clubs is going to be huge. It's only going to be huge for FIFA mm. as it will increase resources for clubs all over the world to develop and complete. Look, this is what it comes down to. It's vote gathering for Infantino. Mm. I mean, the idea that, you know, you obviously cement oh, and your... it's pl- money. Yeah, you, you cement your place in the <laughs> yeah. game by keeping everybody happy. We've seen a lot of that with lots of competitions. Mm. So the quality is affected of the competitions because you put more and more and more teams involved. You share the love. I mean, there's a lot... There's a, there's a school of thought and I know there's lots of mm. people who think... That's the way it should be. But it does often water down the quality of competition. And the problem for the Premier League is we're seeing this in Europe this season with two of them going out already. It's such a demanding standard. There's so many decent teams in the Premier League, which is great for the league. But... You know, in terms of international competition and things like this, that wouldn't be so good, I don't think. But anyway. He adds, in Europe, we're lucky, but it's uh, important we make football really global and this creates a chance for other clubs to progress. This is the real target. I mean, look at the Club World Cup now. What the happened real to target is to Ur- line your pockets. Urawa, FIFA. Urawa Red Diamonds last night. I mean, yeah. you know, basically blew themselves out, didn't they, yeah. and then just were picked off. I you mean, are the ref, I thought. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, look, it's a chance to play in these tournaments, but it's a chance to get a shoe in from better teams, I'm not altogether sure. No, I'm not sure it's that's particularly idea. helpful. No, but never mind. They're You'll be in it anyway. though. You're already in the club world I know, cup yeah. 2025. You've made we it. might have a decent team by them. Yeah, that's Andy Goldstein. He's gone round the back of the old. He's, he's, he's in the club shop. He's in the talk. He's having a little route through the talk sports shop. <laughs> Christmas present. Yeah, time. the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're very pleased to say we're joined in the studio now by the world 1500 meter champion. Josh Kerr. Good afternoon, Josh. How are we doing? How are we doing, Jans? Yeah, right? not too yeah. bad. I was I, wondering what you've been up to recently. Have you just been over in San Diego? Is that right? Yeah, been a, yeah. A half marathon. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know what I'm doing these days. I'm just trying to do difficult things, keep myself, keep the brain moving, taking along. But yeah, so I ran a half marathon. I did a similar thing last year, and um, I had a fantastic time. And so we were like, you know what? It's not broken. Let's let's not try yeah. and fix it. Let's do the same thing. And uh, good time. 
Yeah, around like 61.51, which is, you know, a competitive time, I think, in that space. But again, it's not something that was, I'm looking to be competitive right now, maybe when I'm when I'm a bit older. Yeah. Get yourself a pair of those vapor flies. Got to stay away from those, mate. It's all a marketing thing. It's all a marketing thing. Where do you stand on the super shoes? Have you, have you tried them out? Because, I mean, we've spoken a lot about them on the show. We've spoken to... You know, proper athletes like yourself, people that are just fun runners, people that just you know go and do a park run says it takes a kind of minute off their time. You know, I think the big thing for us, especially on on the track with the spikes, um, and it's a similar thing with the the super shoes, is just the recovery time. Mm. And for us, like you know, we run three rounds at a World Champs or an Olympic Games, and being able to come off that round actually having the calves and the Achilles and everything feeling good versus before it was yeah. like you know just that you know you're slapping on you know a really small bit of plastic on the bottom of your foot and it was pretty bad but i think the recovery time is great i do think it makes a big difference there's a lot of responsiveness there but look it's uh it is a lot of marketing i would say it is a lot of marketing mm. but every every brand's got one now and and uh and so it's a bit more of a level playing field now so i think i think that argument is is kind of starting to move along sure We've got such a great tradition in 1500 meters in this country, haven't we? So it must have been wonderful for you to equal those guys like Co, Cram, and Ovet. Listen, you know, for for us, like we we were always hearing those stories growing up, and that's why I picked the 1500 because I knew people cared about it, and it's an event that's you know mm. we're you know Roger Bannister, you know, you go back however mm. many years that was, and and then you're starting to look at that tradition, and you know, for us now that's two years on the trot, we've got uh, 1500 meter world champions, and and I think. I think that title is it belongs in the UK, and I think the Olympic title belongs there as well. And, and I'm just doing what I'm trying to do. We watched the race back in uh, as you mm. were coming, and we were watching it just a little bit earlier on. And uh, it's it's I mean you know you're in the moment, and I, when you watch it back, does it feel the same? Because there's that little bit on the bend, you kick on the bend, Inga Britson kind of goes with you, and and then you think oh he's gonna he's gonna stay with, he's gonna catch him. I mean, was it a weird experience to watch back something because obviously you've experienced it in the moment? Yeah, I think you know that was a big thing that you know Steve Cram told me the next day. He said, "Look, you're gonna watch that race a million times. You only race it once, but the the one thing to do is remember how it feels to race it, not how it feels to watch you racing it." Mm. Uh, and I'll never forget that last fifty meters when I knew I'd broken him. I you know he was on the inside of me and he wasn't coming back at me. I had to look up at the screen to see if anyone was coming at me. Uh, that's where the sunglasses you can't see where I'm looking but <laughs> and uh, I knew I had it won and, and uh, yeah it was a very special moment I think it's one of those things where it's a breakthrough moment in my career and it's kind of now the expectation that I have upon myself to continue that but it was just like everything kind of came together very well for me Is he magnanimous in defeat? Jakob in you know, I think that's where the controversy is with him is, you know, he's a he's a fantastic athlete and I don't think anyone argues that. But I think his one of his biggest weaknesses is the way that uh, he handles defeat. And, you know, everyone everyone has off days, everyone has tough ones. And, and I think he's he struggles with it. And, and yeah. you know, it is what it is. I, I don't really mind. We're not we're not friends. Me and him aren't friends and, and we're going to battle on, on the track and that's fine. And if that's the way it is, then that's the way it's going to be. The target is now on your back, of course, isn't it? It's kind of at the, you know. It, other people will be going for they're going to be gunning for you because you're the 1500 meter world champion you're going into an olympic year yeah i mean look that's what's exciting about british 1500 meter running right now is like we have two current world champions yeah. you know jake whiteman was out this year because of injury but now we've got two guys that have gone in and won their last world championships going into the olympics so mm. you know we would like to at least come away with two medals and you know, I think that's where we're going to start now. We're going to start this tradition. Uh, we'll start back this tradition of the 1500 meters thing in the UK, and and hopefully then our job is to then 
going to inspire that next generation to continue to happen. Yeah. Have you watched the Inga Britson's reality show? They're the Kardashians of Norway, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen it myself, but it sounds like some it's, show. Uh, it's in Norwegian, oh, uh, right. and oh. so I've seen clips of it, but they do have like little English <laughs> subtitles if, 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 you've, if you really want to have a go at it. Mm. But, uh, you know, I like to do a lot of, uh, you know, watching a lot of, about what my competitors are like and, you know, what they're like as, as people as well. And so I've watched a little bit, but, you know, I find it boring sometimes. So I don't, I don't sit, sit and read subtitles yeah. for hours on end. Maybe you'll have to win the Olympics to get an invite to sports person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure you got an invite, well, yeah. but um, I take it you chose not, not to go or... No, I was there last oh, night. okay. Yeah. yeah. No, look, I think, you know, for, for us, you know, obviously there was some controversy with, with, you know, not getting picked for that. And, you know, from my point of view, I've never been selected in that top six. I don't know, you know, particularly what it takes. But for me, you know, being able to be invited and being able to represent my sport and, you know, obviously we're not one of the major sports, but, you know, in 2024, I think we will be in an Olympic year. And I was there to, you know, support Kat in, in, in her nomination. And I was also there to, you know, represent athletics. And I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And that's my job to do now. And, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully at one point I'll be able to be good enough to be in that top six. But it's going to be a fantastic year of sport next year. So it's going to be real competitive. Barbara Slater, the head of sport at the BBC, said uh, afterwards, saying the criteria is sporting achievement to make the shortlist, but it's impact as well, which made me think, hang on, it was on the BBC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Surely if the impact wasn't strange. there. Strange decision. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it wasn't a one, but a good night. You enjoyed it, did you? I'm sure there was a lot of people coming up saying, "Well done," wasn't there? Yeah, it was. It was fantastic, and everyone was saying very nice words about how you know how they thought that I should be up there. And look, you know, that's a lovely thing to say. But at the end of the day, the decision's made. I'm not sitting around thinking about it too much. I want to enjoy the evening with my fiance who also had a fantastic time and then and then we got to bed so it was it was a fun experience and it's something that I'd never done but you know I I wasn't too worried about yeah. it and, and you know, mentioned Jake Whiteman but again uh, it, it, is that relate is there a kind of good healthy friendship and rivalry amongst you two yeah it's not it's not a Seb Coasty Vivette situation we're <laughs> uh, we're good buddies uh, good. you know we were we were say, we were the same club uh, growing up we were at Edinburgh we were down the, the same nights Tuesday Thursday uh, every week and so we've known each other for a very long time he's a fantastic man uh, and I think you know I've learned a lot from him over the years, and, and I think he's learned from me as well. So it is a fantastic rivalry. But as soon as that gun goes off, it is it is a war, and and that will yeah that will long continue. Well, I mean, he wasn't at the Worlds because he had a lot of injuries, and he chose to sit it out. A, were you disappointed? And B, what what's your 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 head to head record? You boys, kind of growing Ooh, up. That's a great question. <laughs> uh, what I will say is he's. Four, I think he's three or four years older than me. So mm-hmm. I was kind of following him in the age group. So we didn't race that much growing up. But he's probably up on me uh, because of British champs and things like that. Eh, it might actually be pretty close. We don't we actually race each other that much. But uh, yeah, so he was a little bit older than me. But we've been in like this same cross-country relay teams and things like that. So yeah, we've known each other for a very long time. And, you know, for me, I've said this multiple times. I'm not looking to win a world championship or Olympic games in a week year. I want everyone at their best and I want to take them out at their best because that's what people remember. That's like, you don't want to win on an off year. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited that he's back training. I'm excited that he's going to be ready to go. Um, I wasn't quite allowed to be in the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix and race him in February, which is his sponsor. So we're not able to go head to head yet, <laughs> but we will go head to head this like year. Boxing, post athletics, <laughs> post athletics. You can have a career in voiceovers. Wow, <laughs> move over, is David. It, is that is that a late night? Uh, is that the normal voice, Josh? I'm trying to think. I mean, I've only heard you in a very excited state when you've run races. So this is your this is your level voice, and it's not sort of a a, a, a couple of lagers <laughs> induced from the do last night. Or is this is this <laughs> the voice? Like 
about you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this is the regular voice, I think. Well, you know, for me, voice. it's uh, <laughs> I've been over in the U.S. for for seven years, and and it's uh, you know I don't want to pick up any of these accents or anything like that. So I'm trying to trying to very much stay with my roots. But I had British roommates all the way throughout my uh, my college career, so that helped quite a bit. Future in radio, if you want one, well, yeah, you probably won't need one. So what? Finally, what's the timetable then? I'm obviously. Head of the summer, keeping yourself fit, keeping yourself sharp. It must be quite worrying in an Olympic year. Every little tweak, everything you feel when you're training. You think, oh dear, what you know? It must be quite worrying. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where you got to take a step back and have a, a real overview of of what the year's going to look like. For me, like I know my dates. August six is the final of the Olympic Games, and everything works back from there. And for me, uh, indoors, I, I wanted to come back and race a, a race in uh, Birmingham indoors, which is normally on every year. But sadly, that got pulled this year. So I'll be I'll be going after a two mile world record, which is Mo Farah's two mile indoor world record on uh, February 11th in New York. Wow, fantastic! Great. Well, congratulations on the, on the world Appreciate title. It. Have a great Christmas, and we wish you well for the new year and, Thank you and guys the Olympics. So much. We'll be watching. Well, going to be should be some race, shouldn't it? As you said, for it's going to be so mm. much talent in that. In that 1500 meters. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, you'll look left and right, and hopefully you'll see at least uh, three British guys in that final. And, and you know, we'll be we'll be coming away hopefully with yeah. at least two medals. Our own Danny Mills lab, we should mention as yeah. well. Yeah, he's, he's a good prospect, isn't he? Oh, he's a fantastic. Yeah. He's, he's ran fantastic the last couple of years. You know, we have such a strong team every year, and he just missed out a couple of times. But look, he's he's in contention to make that team. And when you make the British team, you're going to make an Olympic final. So yeah. we need fantastic. a 1500 relay team. George, we should point out. <laughs> Uh, it shouldn't always be Danny Mills, lad. Step George, out of the old man's shadows, George. George, yeah. George, yeah. Uh, good to see you, Josh. Thanks very much. Thank you so much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Nine years ago, we were joined in the uh, mm. studio by uh, two of the subjects in a fantastic documentary, Next Goal Wins. Um, it uh, told the story of a Dutch-American coach, Thomas Rongel, who went over to American Samoa and coached the team. They were a team that infamously lost 31-0 to Australia. 
and uh, were, were kind of picking up the pieces as a football nation mm. after that. So it's a wonderful story, uh, which is why it's now been dramatised by director Taika Waititi. His co-writer, uh, Ian Morris, is an old pal of ours from our fantasy football days. He is also the co-creator of The Inbetweeners. And before we chat to him about the film, let's uh, bring you a flavour of it from the trailer. Soccer, as you like to call it, is like life. Next season, I think we have a real shot. I'm sorry, uh, Thomas, did nobody tell you? You're, you're fired. Good news is, you got two options. Option one, that's where you're currently at. Or, American Samoa. We haven't scored one goal in the history of our country trying to have a soccer team. Mark my words, things are going to change. I got us a new coach. I can't work with these guys. For them, it's like some sort of game. It is a game, Thomas. Dear Lord, thank you for sending us Mr. Rongan. We've become quite attached to him. It's like finding a little lost white kid at the mall and telling him which way to go. Some of the voices you heard in there, Michael Fassbender playing Thomas Rongan. You also heard Elizabeth Moss and Will Arnett. And joining us now, as you said, the co-writer of the film alongside Taika Waititi, Ian Morris. Good afternoon, Ian. Hi there. Is it November in everywhere where you are? Oh, he's got, yeah, he's, you've gone full tash there, Ian. Looking good. Yeah. Basically, I made a, I had, I made a mistake trimming my beard the other day, and I thought, like, oh, I can't get a whole, can't get a whole hog with this face. The face, need, the face needs something just to take the edge off. Fantastic. So I, I was reading that, that sort of Taika Waititi, had, had, this had been on the back burner. He'd seen the documentary. I take it, had you seen it at the same time? And did you see it sort of back when it came out? Yeah, we saw it at the same time, actually. I, was, I think I was editing the second in between us film, and Taika was in London, and we were friends, and we were looking for something to do together. And he said, oh, there's this thing. And, actually, they, and I think the company, Imaginarium, had already approached Taika about it, about they had the rights to make a sort of fictionalised version. And I say we'd be looking for something to do together. And he was like, well, I'm, you know, proud South Pacific Islander and uh, you know about football. And so I was like, well, I know more than you about football, that's for sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so so we, uh, yeah, that was, we kind of wrote it a while ago. And then, you know, he, he made Thor, which I think was quite big, the first, um, the third Thor film, the first one he made. And then uh, and then he said, had some time and we, and we did this. It's amazing how long these films take to come to fruition, isn't it? It's incredible, really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Steve and Mike, who made the original film, which is brilliant, by the way, if mm. anyone's not seen it, apart from the four-year plan, I think it's my favourite football documentary. <laughs> and uh, they, gave me, they gave me an American summer official soccer shirt, as I call it, and uh, it had, on the back, it had 16. They're like, that's 2016. That's when the film's going to come out. I was like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. it did, did not come out in 2016. Um, did you chat to sort of Thomas Rongan, any of the main protagonists? Because um, uh, we spoke, Jaya came in, and Jaya's yeah. very central to the, the mm. documentary. It's probably worth telling a little yeah. bit of her story as well, isn't it? Yeah, well, Jaya's um, uh, Fafafine, which is a kind of third gender, I guess, they have in a lot of South Pacific cultures. And, uh, and she played centre-back um, for, for the team. And was sort of, you know, kind of inspirational for them. But also, you know, it's an interesting cultural thing that a lot of, uh, I mean, New Zealand has it and a few other sort of South Pacific nations have this idea of sort of buff character. Um, but, uh, but yeah, certainly 
certainly a centre back as well, as well as a Fafafino. If you've met Jai, you know, pretty, pretty broad shouldered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she, yeah, she was great. It was, and, and so did they kind of act as sort of consultants on, on the film as well? Oh, yeah, sorry. No, not not really. I think that was a sort of decision that I made, really. I mean, Taika spoke to them a bit, but I, for me, it was more about trying to make a fictionalised version of it that worked rather mm. than trying to, you know, make these people's stories absolutely true. And I felt I was worried that if I got to know them too well, I'd like them too much and be too uh, too concerned about being nice to them rather than sort of serving the, the story really yeah. and it, it's one of those things where it's quite interesting when you sort of first look at it you know look at all the other sports films that have been around over the years like cool runnings and stuff and what works with that is that because it's the sort of olympic final if you're in it and you have you could win so this you know sort of initially people say well great can they play in the world cup and play brazil and you're like no they absolutely can't they're <laughs> in the bottom level qualifying and they're going to play tonga and that's it and so actually quite quickly you realise that you have to kind of change the narrative a bit for sports and try and make it about characters rather than about, mm. um, you know, about them winning the World Cup, which is they, they weren't going to do. And also if they had done that, maybe some Americans would have liked it, but most of the rest of the world would have been like, well, wait a minute, that's not, that's <laughs> no, not how football works. So one, there's some beautiful subplots in the film. Jaya's mm. story is one of them. The other one is yeah. Thomas Rongan and, and the tragedy. Mm. Again, he spoke to us about it when he came into the studio all those years ago. Yeah. Tragedy suffered in his family that he'd never really yeah. got the grips with until he went to America tomorrow and kind of confronted him. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that's sort of so fantastic about the documentary is that, you know, because Jaya is somebody who sort of, I guess, presents as a woman that plays in a men's team. And... You know, Thomas Rongen is a very sort of, you know, he won coach of the year, actually. The first year the MLS was was going in the US. So he's a sort of actually quite an experienced coach. And, but, you know, in a very much a man's world. Like, it's very, his, his whole world was basically sort of very masculine, I think, um, at that time. And so it was quite interesting being sort of confronted with this person who also, uh, you know, represented his, his sort of daughter in many ways as well. How much football? Um, oh, yeah, sorry, Ian, was, didn't, you got that's it. How much football is there actually in the movie? Because it's it's always difficult, isn't it? Football on screen. Yeah, it's, it's very rarely done that brilliantly. Yeah, yeah and actually, having uh, made a TV show about football, we, where we just made the decision to show no football. When Tyke was shooting this, he was like, "I'm going to show this game." And I mean, the first draft I did had three matches in it, and every single executive was like, "Well, that's that's too many games. That's too many." Mm-hmm. So they come. So we show one of them. We show a couple. Of, there's a couple of matches in it. But it's quite interesting because they're the worst international football team in the world. The quality doesn't have to be that high. So it's <laughs> quite good, really. Like, you're like, oh, this is great. This is like, a, you know, it's a sort of, uh, it's a real let off. You're like, oh, yeah, they can they can miscontrol that. And the goalkeepers can be a bit shoddy and it can be great, you know. So that was, yeah. And, and actually, I mean, Taika is such a brilliant filmmaker and I'm such a fan of his work. And he's shot the football brilliantly. And it is really, I think, the, the game is, the main match is really, I think quite exciting and fun and funny and different and and feels real as well as as well as sort of being you know dramatic and, and stuff. He's he's living in London now, Tiger, isn't he? So mm. have you um, uh, has he got into football? He's got plenty of opportunities to go and see teams. Has it has it made him a convert? No, he's he's splitting his time I think between New Zealand and London. But he uh, no, not that well. I went to the opening match of the Rugby World Cup with him, and he's still very much into rugby. As far as I'm aware, he was on Ian Wright's show the other day, um, a podcast the other day. So he's obviously heard of Ian Wright, but he told me that he'd heard of Ian Wright through that clip of Ian Wright meeting his old teacher, Mr. Pigeon, <laughs> rather than through any sort of great goal scoring for Palace <laughs> or Arsenal or even West Ham, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, no, so I don't, I'd say 
Probably not, but I'm going to say he's a QPR fan. Does that work? Well, I said, yeah. big, big QPR fan. The question you were probably expecting, when, when you sat down to write about a perennially struggling, underachieving side, did it help being a QPR fan? Well, I think 2014, I think we might have just got promoted. I can't remember, it was so long ago. I think we might have just got the playoff. But, uh, yeah, no, no, that's fine. No, it definitely, uh, it definitely makes me feel better. Because the point of the film really is about, like, what's the point in playing if you always lose like it's sort of that's sort of it's one of the subplots i want to sort of make the film about it's like what is the thing about team sports that keeps people going back and back and back yeah. and uh there's certainly been a sort of certain resonance but now we can obviously qpr a uh, lot of money going on qpr for the playoffs this year so you know just a little, my little tip there things okay. picking up now picking yeah, up. Picking um, up a bit and the film's out i believe well, box, boxing day over here Boxing Day, yeah, Boxing Day, yeah. I think it's a great family film. I think it's one of the. I've had lots of friends of mine who've taken their sort of teenage sons along, particularly, and enjoyed it. So, um, nice you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good it's a good bet if you've got a, a slightly moody bored teenager in the house. Brilliant. Well, we uh, we look forward to seeing it. Uh, good to see you. Have a great Christmas. We'll yeah, catch up with you soon. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I really hope so. Lovely to see. You. I'm I'm back next year. I'd love to come and see you guys. Oh, Pop in and see. Love you too. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cheers, Ian. All the best. Bye. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded today. Uh, yeah. I'll be back tomorrow with Charlie. But you'll pop up for the... Oh, it's not a birthday spread tomorrow. No, no, I'm uh, taking a well-earned break. Oh, okay. well-earned. Oh, well-earned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're yeah. myself oh, yeah. a shouldn't. <laughs> you have a well-earned break, mate. Don't worry about us. Um, but we, uh, we, we'll have a, a special birthday spread against yes. the listeners on I haven't Friday. I not yet. So T20 birthday know. spread yes. against the listeners on Friday. I'll do my best. Five birthdays. Five Is that birthdays. right? Five Okay. Made. So, um, okay, I hope you can join myself and Charlie uh, tomorrow from one, if not the podcast available at around four o'clock. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.